Hello, Miss Kapow. Hello, Brother Kapow. How are you? I'm great. Excellent. I great. Because today we're going to talk about perfect peace. Excellent. And we need it, don't we? We certainly do. We do. We certainly do. Well, today's date is January 15th, 2018. 2018. I just have a feeling this year we're going to really need God's peace. Oh, I think we will. Yeah. So the standard is that... If you keep your mind, your purpose, your intent, your life stayed on God through his Christ, our Lord Jesus, Mm -hmm. he will give you perfect peace if you trust in God. And that's what we're going to need. Well, we've always needed it, but man, it's going to get weird. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about how weird it's going to get, Miss Kapow. Let's move on to Isaiah chapter 24. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to give a a little bit of background in Isaiah chapter 24 before we get to the meat of what we're going to talk about. And in Isaiah chapter 24, 25, 26, and 27, they all go together as one cohesive, continuous, poetical prophecy. Yeah, all four chapters, but we're not going to do all four chapters because we'd be here for eight hours. So we're just going to do, we're going to do chapter 24 just for background and then one verse in 25 because I think it's cool. And, um, and then verses one through six in chapter 26. We're not going to touch 27 today. All right. One continuous poetical prophecy. It's a description. It's a description of the dispersion and successive calamities of Israel. I'm talking 586 BC Babylon and 70 AD in uh, by the Romans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then it also talks about the times. After that, in the millennial times. And why having that peace is so important. Because you're going to see all this stuff happening around you with the, um, the evil and the adversaries and things like that. So you're going to want to know what's going on. Right? All right, please. Well, Ms. Cabell, will you do us the honor of reading the entire 24th chapter Behold, the Lord maketh the earth empty, and maketh it waste, and turneth it upside down, and scattereth abroad the inhabitants thereof. And it shall be as with the people, so with the priest, as with the servant, so with his master, and with the maid, and so with her mistress, and as with the buyer, so with the seller, and as with the lender, so with the borrower, and with the taker of ushery, so with the giver of ushery to him." The land shall be utterly emptied and utterly spoiled, for the Lord has spoken this word. The earth mourns and fades away, the world languishes and fades away. The haughty people of the earth do languish. The earth also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof, because they have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinance, broken the everlasting covenant. Therefore hath the curse devoured the earth, and they that dwell therein are desolate. Therefore the inhabitants of the earth are burned, and few men left. The new wine mourneth, and vine languisheth, and the merry-hearted do sigh. The mirth of the tambourite ceaseth, the noise of them that rejoice endeth, and the joy of the harp ceaseth. They shall not drink wine with a song, strong drink shall be bitter to them that drink it, and the city of confusion is broken down, every house is shut up that no man may come in. There is a crying for wine in the streets. All joy is darkened. The myrrh of the land is gone. And the city is left desolation, and the gate is smitten with destruction. When thus it shall be in the midst of the land, among the people, there shall be the shaking of an olive tree, and as the gleaning grapes when the vintage is done. They shall lift up their voice, 
They shall sing for the majesty of the Lord. They shall cry aloud from the sea. Wherefore glorify ye the Lord in the fires, even the name of the Lord God of Israel in the isles of the sea. From the uttermost part of the earth have we heard songs, even glory to the righteous. But I said, My leanness, my leanness, woe unto me, for the treacherous dealers have dealt treacherously. Yea, treacherous dealers have dealt very treacherously. Fear and the pit and the snare are upon thee, O inhabitant of the earth, and it shall come to pass that he who fleeth from the noise of the fear shall fall into the pit, and he that cometh up out of the midst of the pit shall be taken in the snare. For the windows from on high are open, and the foundations of the earth do shake. The earth is utterly broken down, the earth is clean dissolved, the earth is moved exceedingly. The earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard, and shall be removed like a cottage, and the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it, and it shall fall, and not rise again. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall punish the host of the high ones that are on high, and the kings of the earth upon the earth. And they shall be gathered together as prisoners are gathered in the pit, and shall be shut up in the prison, and after many days shall they be visited. Then the moon shall be confounded, and the sun ashamed, when the Lord of hosts shall reign in the Mount Sion, and in Jerusalem before his ancients gloriously. Okay, there's a lot there, so we're going to break it down where it makes total sense. And like I said, this there's four chapters that go together, but we're just going to concentrate on this one today. And it does form one continuous poetical prophecy about the dispersion and these calamities, successive calamities for uh, Israel. It also talks about the preaching of the gospel. We'll show that by the Hebrew converts, the early church, the first church, the Jewish church throughout the world. And the judgments on the adversaries of um, the church and, on, and on, of God and the final triumph there at the millennium. And, uh, and like in chapter 25, which we're not going to get into, there's, there's a big chapter there on the thanksgiving of the overthrow of the apostates, the apostate factions, and then the establishment of the righteous and everlasting peace. And that's where we're going. That's where we're going to go to today. And then in chapter 27, which we're not going to talk about, is the judgment on the Leviathan and the entire purgation of the church and things like that. So it's pretty cool, pretty cool chapter. So I want to start off with first clarifying the word earth, where it says, Behold, the Lord maketh the earth empty and maketh it waste, and turneth it upside down and scattereth abroad the inhabitants thereof. Doesn't that sound like a trash can? Mm-hmm. It's like empty in the trash. You turn it upside down and scatter it. But anyway, the word earth, and I need to clarify something, is uh, in Hebrew, it's ides. And it is translated in the King James land 1,543 times. And that translation of land could mean, it, it depends on the context the translation of land on the context could mean Judah and Jerusalem, the land of Israel, Palestine in general. And that's what we're looking at right here in chapter 24. Mm-hmm. We're not looking at earth as a globe, a planet. So I'm going to make that distinction in my speech as we go on between Judah, the land of Judah, and the planet earth, mm-hmm. all inhabitants, okay? Okay. So it is translated 1,553 times as land and 712 times as earth. Also, it's translated country or ground, world, common field, things like that. So it can mean the whole earth as opposed to just part of it. Mm -hmm. It can mean earth as opposed to heaven. And it can mean earth as inhabitants. But it also could mean translated land, country, territory, district, region, Canaan, Israel, right? Mm -hmm. Ground, the surface of the earth. So I want to clarify that. So because in our Western thought, in our limited English language, behold, the Lord maketh the earth empty. You would look at that. It means like planet, the globe. But that's not what it's talking about here. It is going to talk about that later, but not here. Mm-hmm. That is going to happen, but it's not here. Okay? okay? 
Maketh thin? Maketh thin thief. So the Lord maketh the earth empty, the land. So I'm going to clarify that. He's going to make the land, Judah, Israel, empty. And it's going to, he's going to make it waste. At the writing of this prophecy, it had not yet come about. But it did come about twice since then. It came about in 586 BC under Nebuchadnezzar when Judah was taken over and destroyed and the temple was demolished, not just burned. It was actually destroyed. The gates of the city were broken down. And after God brought them back through captivity, as he promised, brought them back through captivity, then they continued to live in sin and break the covenant. And finally, he sent his... um, his Lord, his, his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, down uh, to save mankind. And because they didn't recognize the visitation of God, in AD 70, Jerusalem, the whole Jewish theocratic system, the, the law, the Levitical law, the, the temple uh, rituals and ordinances were totally done away with and totally demolished by Titus, the Roman emperor. And they've been scattered ever since. And the original church, the original Jewish church was scattered uh, prior to that even, ever since. So what you see as a regathering, and I've said this over and over again, in Palestine under a nation state called Israel in 1948 Mm -hmm. is not that. Mm -hmm. Okay? It's not that they've been scattered and they will remain scattered until God brings back and gathers back all of Israel. And that includes us because we're grafted in. That's God's people. want to make that real clear. So this is what he's talking about, about the earth being empty and turning the land. He's talking about these future judgments. And Mescapal, as I go on here is if you know, you have something, you know, oh, yeah. scripture. I'll, I'll just interject. You pop in. I will. And so verse two on down that Miss Capel read is, is all manners of people, the people, the priest, the servant, the master, right? It goes, all these people, whether you're a lender or a, a receiver, it's going to happen to everybody. And then in verse three, it's translated land, the same word, Edes, that was translated earth in verse 1, is now translated land. The land shall be utterly emptied and utterly spoiled. So it's not the planet. It's about Israel at this point. For Yahweh, the Lord has said it, spoke it. And then the word Edes is translated in verse 4, earth again. The earth mourneth, but it's the land mourneth and fadeth away. The world that's a different world. It's the earth, right? The yeah. globe languisheth and fadeth away. Mm-hmm. See how it goes back and forth. And then there's other words also that are translated earth, um, like Adama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's tra- yeah, the soil. Uh huh. So it's it's it gets it gets pretty confusing sometimes because of our limited vocabulary, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, the world language faith away. The haughty people, you know, the high-minded people. It's that word often is translated uh, high, the high ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ele- elevated ones. Yes, and that could mean literally, physically elevated, like princes of the powers of air. Mm-hmm. And you'll see that later on. That is talking about the fallen angels, the prideful. Yes. And like this here, haughty, mm-hmm. yeah, arrogant. So it can also be, um, you know, figuratively. Mm-hmm. So haughty people of the earth, there's that word again, edis, or land, do languish. Verse 5, the earth, edis, or land, also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof. So this is, this is how you know what's Israel. Because it says, because they have transgressed the laws and changed the ordinance, mm. broken the everlasting covenant. Where did we hear that before in the New Testament, right? Yes. 
Absolutely. So we know that Gentile nations weren't under God's covenant. God made a covenant with Israel, his people. Mm -hmm. Those ordinances and temple ordinances, Levitical law under Moses, um, were for his people, Israel, his representative here on, on earth, the planet. So they've transgressed the laws and changed the ordinance. They've broken the everlasting covenant. That's why the, he's turning the land like a trash can mm -hmm. and destroyed it, which it happened. Actually, it happened three times in 721 AD. Mm -hmm. The Syrians took the 10 tribes of Israel captive and they were never found again. Yeah. You're only left with two tribes, Judah and Benjamin. And then in 586 BC, it happened to them, mm -hmm. Israel. And then in 70 AD, it happened permanently. Here, it happened permanently. Mm -hmm. Verse 6, therefore hath the curse devoured the eres, mm -hmm. land. It's translated earth here, land. And they that dwell therein are desolate. And what curse do you think God could be talking about in this prophecy. He's talking about that curse that was found in Deuteronomy mm -hmm. way back when. That if you obey the, the covenant and the laws and the ordinances, everything's going to be fine. If you don't, all this stuff's going to come on you. Mm -hmm. it's, it's really that simple. Right. You know, it's interesting because I this morning I was um, starting to read Leviticus again. Mm -hmm. And I'm probably, and I really enjoy reading that book. You're the only person I've ever known to, that enjoys reading Leviticus. But I was, uh, it's interesting when um, you brought this um, study to my attention because it reminded me of what I read in Leviticus. It was right after, um, you know, the, the uh, Hebrews were taken out of Egypt and Moses gave them the law and the ordinances and the statutes. And God was speak, speaking to Moses in um, chapter 18. It says, the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, I am the Lord your God. And after the doings of the land of Egypt, wherein ye dwelt, shall ye not do. And after the doings of the land of Canaan, whither I bring you, shall ye not do. Neither shall ye walk in their ordinances. Ye shall do my judgments, and keep mine ordinances, to walk therein. For I am the Lord your God. Ye shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, which if a man do, he shall live in them. I am the Lord. And then if you go down to uh, verse 24, it says, Defile not yourselves in any of these things, for in all these the nations are defiled, which I cast out before you. And the land is defiled. Therefore I do visit the iniquity thereof upon it, and the land itself vomiteth out her inhabitants. Ye shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, and shall not commit any of these abominations, neither any of your own nation, nor any stranger that sojourneth among you. And he's talking about, you know, sleeping with your relatives mm -hmm. and and um, offering your children to um, their, the gods and stuff, uh, Moloch. Mm -hmm. um, For all these abominations have the men of the land done, which were before you, and the land is defiled. That the land spew not you out also when ye defile it, as it spewed out the nations that were before you. For whosoever shall commit any of these abominations, even the souls that commit them shall be cut off from among their people. Therefore shall ye keep mine ordinance, that ye, com that ye commit not any of these abominable customs which were committed before you, and that ye defile not yourselves therein. I am the Lord your God. Hello, Kapow Radio Show listener. You came here to get assistance, knowledge, or perhaps to be part of a unique community that exposes evil. We thank you for your compassionate and strong prayers through the years. Since 2011, we have had over 370,000 listens to over 1,000 episodes of free Bible teaching and spiritual commentary. However, we are experiencing rising production costs within our podcast hosting platforms, free apps, online advertising, website hosting, and aging equipment. We continue to finance the cost in order to bring a unique biblical message to the listener free of charge. 
you can share in that work while expanding the message to new global audiences. Would you consider a small donation? Share because the world has become much darker and needs to hear truth. It only takes a minute by going to the desktop sites of kapowradioshow.com or fifthhookmedia.com and clicking the donate button. We thank you in advance for any small amount that is placed upon your heart and for joining us in the kingdom against powers of wickedness. The Kapow Radio Show Network produces high-quality podcasts that you definitely want to hear. So stick around and get prepared to stimulate your spirit. Well, and you know, that's not um, that's not a one-time thing. Mm-mm. That's a prophetic word that's, that's law. That's prophetic. God's word. Mm-hmm. So if he did it once, and then it, obviously there's a history, because he said, uh, don't do it or you'll be spewed out of the land Mm -hmm. like the inhabitants before you don't do it. Of course they did it. Mm -hmm. And like Paul writes, things of Israel are for our, our uh, edification to see Mm -hmm. what happened. And uh, if he did it to the, uh, the branch, how much more would he do it to those grafted in? Right. So it still applies and it will apply, Mm -hmm. you know, it will apply. It's going to happen. And that's, uh, because we went just like you just read was about, we went after the way of Canaan mm-hmm. and those inhabitants that were here on the, the world. Yeah. And that's why God's, you know, the Lord Jesus said, um, we're in the world, but not of it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Very much so. And we've done quite a bit of teaching on that recently about coming out. Mm-hmm. Haven't we? Mm-hmm. And last you know, probably month or so, a lot of it. Okay, that's the curse, devour the earth. That's exactly it. Uh, let's see. And then, um, and because of the curse, the inhabitants, the, the, the Israel of the land, they're burned, and few are left. That would be the remnant. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Miss Kapow. Dang, you saw it. You saw it right there. You see, in AD 70, 40 years prior to the destruction of Israel, the Lord Jesus Christ was on the earth, and he said, this is what's going to happen. No stone's going to left unturned, and blah, blah, blah. And I, I, you know, I weep for you, Jerusalem, that you, know, you didn't even recognize that God was here. And um, 40 years after his resurrection, it's all gone. But there was a remnant between that that point. You know, you had the Apostle Paul and you had the Apostles and Peter and the early church, and they were Jewish, uh, the Jewish church. And Paul took the gospel to the Gentiles. And that church was scattered on purpose. It was scattered, and you can read about that in the, uh, in the, the book of Acts. And they're the remnant. And all us Gentiles who got grafted in to the to Israel, to the body of Christ, the body of Christ, there's neither Jew nor Gentile anymore. Mm-hmm. We're all under one body, right? Christ. Mm-hmm. We're scattered all over the planet. All over the planet. And we're the remnant. Mm-hmm. We're the remnant. And just like Ms. Kapow said, therefore the inhabitants of the earth are burned, and few men are left. Few of the remnant are left. Yeah, and that word is not Adam, it's Enos. Mm-hmm. Mortal. <laughs> Man, people, servants. And then in verse 7, the new wine mourneth, the, wine, the vine languisheth, and merry-hearted do sigh. In other words, you can't, you can't drink yourself out of this. Mm-mm. The myrrh of tabrets uh, ceases, the noise of them that rejoice ends, the joy of the harp is no longer there. People who drink strong wine with a song, oh, oh where we go, by? they they're not fine. You know, they're just not. You know, it's bad. Mm-hmm. And strong drink, those who like their whiskey, shall be bitter to them that drink it. Because nothing's going to soothe this. Yes, nothing's going to help. Mm-mm. Not all the marijuana, not all the booze, not all the the strong drink wine. It's not going to help. 
Then it says the considia confusion. There's that word, Miskapal, confusion. Mm-hmm. And that's the same word that tohu that's in the beginning of in Genesis 1. Oh, yeah. Meaning to lay waste, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Desolation. Yep. Desolation of surface or desert. Yep. Vanity, confusion. Interesting. Good call there. The city of confusion. Wow. It like harkens back to the beginning of Genesis. Yep. Wow. Yep. The city of waste is broken down. Every house is shut up that no man may come in. Mm-hmm. All right. It's, they're, all, they're all like fortified. Ah, there's crying for wine in the streets. Come on. Let's something. Let's party something. Yeah. But all joy is darkened. The myrrh of the land is gone. Because in the city is left desolation and the gate is smitten. In other words, it's crashed down. It's bruised. It's violently broken down mm-hmm. with destruction. Happened twice. Mm-hmm. 586 BC and AD 70 happened twice. If you're not familiar with AD 70, um, go online, read some Josephus. Read some Josephus, the Jewish historian, and you will be amazed because uh, you'll see the New Testament just come alive and go, whoa, that sounds exactly what Jesus said. <laughs> hey, you know, that really happened. Um, and, and we don't put enough uh, emphasis on AD 70 today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't. And it, it was huge. It was a huge game changer. Uh, so the city's left desolate. The gate was uh, broken down. It's gone. When thus it shall be in the midst of the land among the people. Okay. Verse 13. When thus it shall be, right? This mm-hmm. destruction. In the midst of the land. Among the people, there shall be a shaking of the olive tree. And as the gleaning of grapes, when the vintage is done, that's the remnant. Mm. <clears throat> When all this happens, all this destruction and stuff happens is the, is the prophecy. Then there among the people, among the people, there shall be a shaking of the olive tree. So back then they shook the tree and gathered the olives. And then, so there's just a little bit left up there. Or when they gathered the grapes, they gleaned the grapes when they were ripe. There's just a few little grapes left. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's the remnant. And this particular remnant in verse 14 says, they shall lift up their voice and cough. (laughs) They shall lift up their voice and shall sing for the majesty of the Lord. Mm -hmm. They shall cry aloud from the sea. Okay, so they're scattered. AD 70, there's a remnant. They were scattered. They were scattered before, like I said, in the second in the chapter uh, in Acts, the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. Um, they were scattered after the persecution of um, Stephen. They were scattered. And so the, 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 the remnant are singing for the majesty of the Lord, and they're crying aloud from the sea. Wherefore, glorify ye the Lord in the fires. Kind of an interesting thing to, to say, but... Most believe it means like from the east to the west, mm. like glorify ye the Lord in the fires, the east. Because then it says, even the name of the Lord God of Israel in the isles of the sea, which would be west, um, west of Jerusalem. So it's almost like the the remnant as far as the east and the west are singing and glorifying the Lord. Mm-hmm. They're scattered and they're remnant. It's almost like the... Um, the baptism, you know, when we go into the the water and get immersed. Yes. And when we come up, we're singing unto the Lord. Yes. A new, a new song because we've been made into new creatures. Yes. Our old, um, our old person is actually destroyed and scattered. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And then in verse 16, Isaiah says, from the owner must uttermost part of the earth have we heard songs even glory to the righteous or righteous one so isaiah in this prophetic vision prophetic word still in 
the land of Judah is saying from the uttermost part of the earth. Now, this isn't the land. It's still Eddie's. Mm-hmm. But this now should be planet from the uttermost part of the globe, not just the land, because the land's destroyed. You're not hearing songs. It just said there's there is no songs. There's no wine. There's no myrrh. There's no laughter. It's gone. So this is the planet Earth. So from the uttermost part of the planet, the globe, Isaiah says we heard songs. Mm. Even even glory to the righteous one. But he says, because he's he's still in Judah in this vision or the burden that he's getting. He's saying, my leanness. Which he is, says it twice. Yes. You know, my famine, my my thinness, my wasting away. Yes. Oh, I'm just, ugh, I, I have no meat on my bones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right, twice. My leanness, my leanness. But you know where I'm at? Woe unto me. And why is there a woe? Because the treacherous dealers have dealt treacherously. Wow. Now, who are these uh, treacherous dealers? Because it's used elsewhere in the scripture. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Um, usually it's the foreign nations that had oppressed Jerusalem. Yeah, the and deceivers. They, yeah. And they overcame it by, uh, you know, the strategy. In Isaiah 21, 2, it says, A grievous vision declared unto me, the treacherous dealer dealeth treacherously, and the spoiler spoileth. Go up, O Elam, besiege, O Media, all the sign thereof have I made to cease. Mm. Um, Jeremiah uses the same language in Jeremiah 48, 43 and 44. He says, uh, fear and the pit and the snare shall be upon thee, O inhabitant of Moab, saith the Lord. He that, yeah, uh, yeah, am I messed up? Yeah, he that, he that getteth up out of the pit shall be taken the snare. I will bring upon it even the mob. No, that's not the right scripture, Paul. What am I, uh, what am I missing here? Uses the C, um, okay, treacherous dealers, okay. Well, I got messed up. That's okay. I'm only human. I'm only human, Miss Kapow. That's true, Brother okay. Kapow. Well, then I'm going to move on. Treacherous, treacherously. Uh, fear in the pit and the snare are upon thee, O inhabitant of the earth. That's where Jeremiah comes in. <clears throat> yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Bingo, 48, 43, 44. Hmm. Fear and a pet and a snare shall be upon the inhabitant of Moab, saith the Lord. Isaiah says, fear and the pit and the snare are upon the inhabitant of the earth. And it shall come to pass that he who fleeth from the noise of the fear shall fall into a pit. And he that cometh up out of the midst of the pit shall be taken in the snare. So there's no escape. No. You're going to get whacked no matter what. And this is kind of... um, Language, you know, ancient language of animal trapping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isaiah 24, 18 says, And he, and it shall come to pass that he who fleeth from the noise of the fear shall fall into the pit. Oh, I just read that. I think I've been um, drinking too much coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what this also reminds me of, though, is our Freedom Friday. You yeah. know, our last one, you know, where they're, they're trying to circumvent death. Yeah. You know, and they're trying all these different ways to circumvent it and they want to live forever, but they don't want to go through the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -mm. They want to do it themselves. And what it's telling me is that whatever avenue besides the Lord Jesus Christ that you're trying to do is not going to work. No, no, you, you might uh, go, Oh, you know, artificial intelligence, bad. I'm going to flee from that. And as you're trying to flee from that, you get caught up in, I know, I don't know rap music <laughs> you know you know pick name your name your poison yeah but even going through singularity or through the computer or th- the technology they're they're trying to get eternal life through technology yeah and um it, it still will not work because you will still face the judgment of god you're still going to fall into the pit 
Exactly. Yeah. And if you try to come out of the pit, you're going to be taken by the snare. Exactly. That's what it's designed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's animal trapping. It's that weird thing we heard yesterday um, from that weird poppy gal. Oh, yeah. That said yeah. Um, that she pretends she's a spider. This is some weird chick on the internet that does kids shows for millions of kids. Really she's demonic. very dangerous. And says she's a spider. And when asked, what do you do when you pretend you're a spider? She said, trap people mm-hmm. in my interweb. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. Amos 519 says, and if a man did flee from a lion and a bear met him or went into the house. Oh, I, and it, gosh, I'm, I just messed up. And if a man did flee from a lion and a bear met him. So in other words, you escaped the lion, but the bear got you or went into the house and leaned his hand on the wall. And then a serpent bit him. Mm-hmm. Can't yep. win for losing. Yep. So fear is the term applied to the cords. Uh, I guess they used to tie feathers of all colors on these things and then flutter them in the air to scare the beasts into the pitfall or birds into a snare. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that's that's what happens, the noise of the fear. And I think it's interesting because it's um it's the noise of the fear. She could pass that hue flees from the noise of the fear. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of that scripture that um which Jesus says, men's hearts failing them for fear mm-hmm. out of what's coming upon the earth. Definitely. Mm. And see that noise is is designed to rouse the prey. And drive it into the pitfall. Exactly. Wow. That's why we have to have perfect peace and trust in God. It's not an option. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, here's where it gets kind of weird for me, because I like weird stuff. <laughs> Still in verse 18. For the windows from on high are open, and mm-hmm. the foundations of the earth do shake. Mm-hmm. Think about that. The word high... Mm-hmm. I'm Ma- thinking of CERN. Yeah, well, I know, huh? Haughty, li- um, height, high one, altitude. It could be abstract or, you know, figuratively used or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it could actually mean a high place, like the prince of powers of the earth, or it could mean like arrogant, haughty, you know, or maybe both or all. But it's the windows from on high are open. And then the foundations of the earth are actually shaken because of this. Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh. Now, um, if you go to like Genesis 7-11, and uh, it talks about the windows of heaven being opened. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, blah, 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 blah. The same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up mm-hmm. and the windows of heaven were open. Did it rain? Mm. Mm, the floodgates. Oh, yeah. So yeah, there's something there. Second Peter 3, 5 through 7. For this, they willingly are ignorant of that. By the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I kind of like that kind of stuff. <laughs> Verse 19, the earth, okay, is utterly broken down. Not the land of Palestine or Judah, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I think it's talking about planet, but it could be talking about AD 70 also. But um, we know that's going to happen to this planet. But prior, it's talking like global stuff. And I like it because it says the earth is utterly broken down, which means... It's um, um, spoiled, but it's said twice, like the earth is spoiled. It's spoiled. You know, mm. it's like truly, truly it's spoiled. I mean, you know, take heed because this is what's going to happen. You're right. Yeah. It's emphasized. Yeah. The word utterly is the same as broken down. Mm-hmm. Translated. So it's, it's emphasized. Yeah. Earth is broke, broke. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's wow. The earth is clean, dissolved. And there again, clean, dissolved. It's, it's, it's done twice. It's to break up. So the earth is broken up. It's broken 
up. It emphasized it's yeah. broken up. Kind of like a big earthquake, huh? Mm-hmm. Or something something from the cosmos to hitting it and cracking it up. Maybe it's going to be Nibiru, Planet X or something. <laughs> Who knows? Who cares? We know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And when this happens, the earth is moved exceedingly. Mm-hmm. So it's again <laughs> very emphasized in this word moved exceedingly is um, um, to waver or to slip, carried away, cast out, decayed. Wow. Yeah. It, uh, so it's not getting better is what you're saying. No. Uh, it's not church triumphant and we're and, and, uh, we're going to change society until it gets better, until we, until we reach the millennium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so because it's not getting better, it's only going to get worse and worse. We better have the peace of God. Right? That's right. Verse 20. The earth, the eres, shall reel to and fro like a drunkard. Mm -hmm. And see, reel to and fro is the same word. And um, so that word is also very, is emphasized, which means to waver or to um, shake, wander stagger so the whole thing is just like like a rock tumbler man mm-hmm. oh and shall be removed like a cottage like a cottage isaiah 1 8 says and the daughter of zion is left as a cottage in a vineyard as a lodge in a garden of cucumbers as a besieged city that's beautiful it's poetry mm-hmm it's a cottage. This is this little building, a little lodge in the middle of a, a cucumber garden. It's surrounded by cucumbers, like a besieged city. Like the cucumbers are besieging it. Mm-hmm. That's how Zion looked when Nebuchadnezzar and Titus <laughs> besieged mm-hmm. it. Wow. Wow. Yep. And the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it. The sin. And it shall fall and not rise again. It shall surely, surely fall. That's what it says. Surely, surely fall. And you know what? It ain't going to rise again. I don't care who says. Mm -hmm. It's not going to rise again. Mm -hmm. It's it's inevitable that everything is going to be destroyed. You know, every the earth, the heavens, the sea, and everything that's in it, all God's creation is going to be destroyed. And the only way of salvation is through the Lord Jesus Christ because of what he did. That's the only way to go. There's no other way. Yeah. You know, our flesh can never be redeemed. It's not, you know, no. we can't redeem our flesh. It's, it's going to be destroyed. Yeah. And that's why we have to become born again, born from the Spirit, we have to become new creatures. Yeah, absolutely. To make the incorruptible. Um, the corruptible incorruptible. Yeah. Yeah. These bodies are in, are corruptible. Mm-hmm. So to become incorruptible, become immortal. Um, that's the only way. Uh, and it's no joke. It's not just a theory. Uh, when this was written by Isaiah, the burden given Isaiah, the vision here, the prophecy, uh, 586 BC hadn't occurred and neither did uh, AD 70. Mm-hmm. And those two things are historic. Right. So um, there's no reason to doubt that the rest of it will not come to pass. Matter of fact, in verse 21, and I love this one too. Mm-hmm. And it shall come to pass in that day. What day? The day of all that calamity, the day of all that destruction. When something hits the earth or the earth just starts quaking, something happens to reel and rock and go to and fro and just crumble like a, like a cottage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whether it's Planet X or Nubiru or an asteroid or who knows what it is, but um, it's heavy. And when that happens, when it shall come to pass mm-hmm. that the Lord, Yahweh, shall punish the host the like the army the host the the uh, uh, just numerous amount of things mm-hmm. right shall punish the host of the high ones mm-hmm. that are on high 
and the kings of the earth upon the earth. Mm-hmm. It's like in Revelation 6, it says, And the heaven departed as a scroll, when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what we're talking about here is those entities that Paul describes in Ephesians, the the um, the princes and the principalities and the the magistrates of the air, the mm-hmm. high ones. Th- those aren't the haughty, arrogant ones in your government. Mm-hmm. Those guys are the kings of the earth, upon the earth. Those those kings of the earth are controlled by these high ones. The Lord's going to punish these ones. When all this stuff happens, they know it. It's it's the high ones. It's a heavenly host. And I'm not talking heavenly like like good, like God, godly. It's it's that invisible rulers of the darkness of this world, which are the antithesis to the kings of the earth. They're two separate ones, but they're tied in. So we know that these rule, these high ones are over kingdoms of the world. Like in Daniel 10, 13, where it says, uh, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one in 20 days. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's what Paul talks about, these prince and powers of the air. I love it. It's all right here. This is what we always call the reptilians. Mm-hmm. These are the these are the UFOs, the aliens, the little blinky lights you see in the sky, the thing that flashes upon the sun that NASA recorded, you know, the thing that was seen over California that was allegedly the SpaceX rocket, uh, which also they did one in Florida. No one filmed that weird thing <laughs> there, huh? Mm-mm. That's that's these high ones that are on high, I think. That's my opinion. And the Lord's going to punish them along with the, the kings of the earth. And they're going to be gathered together as prisoners or gathered in the pit. Remember the fear and how the, the animals, they're going to scare you into the pit? Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to happen to them. Right. And they, they're going to be shut up in the prison. And after many days years they shall be visited and this is not a good thing it's not visited like oh they're going to be visited it's like when you're visited by god in that sense it's it's a bad thing so after many days or visits this is the millennial they're gathered together and put in the prison satan and his angels are locked up for a thousand years the thousand year reign of christ mm-hmm. they're in the pit they're in the dungeon for a thousand years. That's the only place we need to get to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The rest of it, uh, yeah, it's interesting what's going to happen and all that stuff. But once we, we get to that eternal state, that's that's all we need to get to, right? That's right. At least for me, the rest of it is like all, you know, icing on the cake. Uh, it's a prison they're going to be put into. It um, It's like First Peter 319 says, by which also, talking about Christ, he went and preached unto the spirits in prison. It's a shutting up of them. Yeah. And when you're visited by God, it's like it's like the punishment is heavier because of the delay. Mm. In Isaiah 26, 14, it says, they are dead. That word is Raphaim, right? Raphaim like the the giants. Mm-hmm. They shall not live. They are deceased. They shall not rise. Therefore hast thou visited and destroyed them and made their memory to perish. So that's not good. Mm-mm. It's not good. All right. All right. And then you got in verse 23, then after all that stuff, right? It's the millennial, millennium. All that stuff. Then the moon shall be confounded. There's that word again, Muscapel. But you know what? It's a different word. Yeah, it means to blush, to be ashamed, or disappointed. Mm -hmm. 
So the moon's going to be disappointed. Oh, man, I'm no good. And the sun's going to be ashamed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And why? Because the Lord of hosts, the Yahweh of angel armies, shall reign in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem. That's the new Jerusalem. Don't, I don't even want you to think about Palestine on earth today, folks. This is spiritual. This is heavenly. And when the light of God shines, the sun is just going like, well, this is, I got, there's nothing for me here. And the Lord of hosts is going to reign on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem and before his ancients gloriously. His ancients, mm -hmm. all those people that were his people in times past, it's all going to be worth it someday. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's still future. So <laughs> believe it or not, that was the foundation. But where we're going is not going to take long. I just want to, just for giggles, I want to read Isaiah 25, uh, 7, because I love this stuff. And it says, and he will destroy in this mountain, because what it's talking about is Christ comes and reigns in the millennium. Mm -hmm. And he's, it's, it's the Zion is his mountain. And he's doing all this stuff, blessing his people and all this stuff. And it says, and he, he will destroy in this mountain, the face of the covering cast over all people mm -hmm. and the veil that is spread over all nations. Mm. I really want you to think about that because after that death is swallowed up, but we're not going to go that far because we'll be here all day. But to me, this scripture says we live in a matrix. Mm -hmm. We live in a simul matrix, something that's not real. It's the face of covering is an image from like mourning to cover the face with a veil. Mm -hmm. It's the face of covering. And it's the covering itself, um, the face of the garment, right? Of itself, the garment itself. That is a veil. It's in the midst of ignorance as to a future state and the way to eternal life, which has enveloped all the nations. It's a matrix, folks. Mm -hmm. Paul wrote in Ephesians 4.18, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them. Why? Because of the blindness of their heart. Mm -hmm. It's a veil. And God's going to lift that. In 2 Corinthians 3.15, but even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. Talking about the, the Jews of his day. Mm -hmm. They don't get it. They don't see it. Because they're, they're plugged in. We've always been plugged in. In order to unplug, you can only unplug through Jesus. Because mm -hmm. the uh, scripture continues on. It says, nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord the veil shall be taken away. Oh, yeah. Because the, 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 the zeitgeist is what darkens our understanding. Exactly. It's that principality of the air. Mm -hmm. Satan has blinded the, the people. That's right. So I just, I love stuff like that. So that's why I stopped there. Mm -hmm. On the way to the conclusion, which is Isaiah 26, verse 1 through 6. And if you'll read that, Ms. Kapow, that would be a blessing. Okay, let me go down to um, 26, 26. All right. And that was 26, 1 through 6. In yeah. that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Salvation will God appoint for walls and bulwarks. Open ye the gates that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. For he bringeth down them that dwell on high, 
The lofty city, he layeth it low. He layeth it low even to the ground. He bringeth it even to the dust. And the foot shall tread it down, even the feet of the poor and the steps of the needy. And it goes on and on. But it's this, it's a song that is sung in the land, the Eris of Judah. That's that new Jerusalem. That's that strong city. It's a song that's sung, hopefully by all of us listening here today, that salvation from God has a come has come and he's he's put up walls and, and fortresses and bulwarks to protect us now. And you know the word salvation, it's the Hebrew word Yeshua. Yes. It's Jesus. It is. And here's another thing on that 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 light there, where it says that, that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. Mm-hmm. Well, what is what is Judah but Yehuda? Mm-hmm. Which means, praised. yeah, celebrated, mm-hmm. praised, Yehuda, right? So yeah, it's the name of five different Israelites. It's also the name of a tribe, means praised or celebrated, right? But who comes from who comes from the tribe of Judah? It is the is the lion of Judah. Mm-hmm. Our Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when it says sung in the land of Judah. I don't look at that as, oh, that's Palestine and Israel. I look at that, that's the, the planet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's the earth of Jesus. That's the world of Yeshua, Yahuda. That's the way I look at that. And that goes right with the salvation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That day, this song shall be sung in Jesus's kingdom. Yeah. The body of Christ. Yes. And we have a strong city salvation, like you said, Yeshua. Mm-hmm. Will God appoint? My goodness. My goodness. Mm-hmm. For walls and bulwarks. So then open the gates that the righteous nation, hopefully that's you and I, which does what? Do ritual? Um, I don't know. Go to mega church. Is that what it says? Truth. Oh, the righteous nation, which keeps the truth. They enter in and where's the truth found in Jesus In Jesus and in his word. Thou wilt keep him, that nation, you and I in perfect peace whose mind, and that that is like a form uh, figuratively or a conception, a purpose, a thing framed, an imagination. It's not just your brain. It's, it's who you are. So keep him in perfect peace whose form or whose frame or whose work, whose conception is stayed on thee, on God. Mm. Because he, that nation, trusts in thee, God. And that's it. That's it, Ms. Kapow. That's lovely. And that's how we, we get to perfect peace. Mm-hmm. You know, the in verse 4, I believe, where it says, Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. That is... Um, Jehovah, the rock of ages. Mm. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. The rock of ages. And you can see this ancient prophecy, what, maybe 3,000 years ago Mm. to now? You think about rock of ages. Wow. Beautiful stuff. Yeah, amen. Hope it makes sense to everybody. You know, really think about what um what the scripture is is telling us you know what i mean like we were saying before that this earth the heavens and everything that's in it the seas it's inevitable that it's going to be destroyed mm-hmm. you know there's no there's no doubt about it because god has spoken it so the only way to redeem 
his creation is through his son, Jesus Christ. That's why he gave his son, his beloved son, his only son. And that's the only way that his creation could have been, could be saved is through the bloodshed of his son. And actually his blood actually redeemed us for, and it's through his blood that we have been forgiven of our sins. We've been reconciled to God through the blood but as God raised him from the dead and made him alive, that's how we obtained eternal life is through his resurrection. And now we are seated in the heavenlies with Christ Jesus. But that's the only way we had to become new creations or creatures because without that, we also are doomed to die because that's the, the spiritual law. That's the law of God. Because without God, without his life, we are doomed. We're dead. So if you really think about the sacrifice that God made, I mean, here's God, the Lord Jesus Christ, the son of God. He actually went through death. So we didn't have to, but our flesh will have to die. And that's why Jesus says, even though they die, they shall live because we are in Christ who is alive. So when we really meditate on that, that's how we can sing a new song. And we're the only ones that can sing that song unto God. It's something to rejoice in. Amen. Well put, Miss Capel. Well said. Praise the Lord. Indeed. And with that, ciao, baby. Good night. <laughs>